Hey everyone, this is Dave DeBo with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Today, zooming in from beautiful Rhode Island, we've got Zachary, also known as Zach Beach. How are you doing today, Zach? Dave, I'm doing excellent. A beautiful day down here in uh, in Rhode Island, so happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. I'm happy to have you. And if people, if they're looking at the logo on your shirt, they might recognize that because you are a relation to somebody else that we've had on the podcast a while ago. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the company that you're working with and and what you guys are up to? Yeah, so Smart Real Estate Coach, or as you're looking at my logo, uh, this is actually another buying and selling entity that we have, Pre-Property Solutions. I work with my two partners, which people may think I'm crazy, but they're my in-laws. I have my brother-in-law and my father-in-law, and we actually own and partner multiple businesses, one, that we buy and sell real estate primarily on terms, which I'm sure we'll dive into. And then the other one is we actually teach people how to build and scale their real estate business by using our systems to buy and sell property without using their own cash, credit, or investors' money as well. So hitting it from both sides and and always hanging out with the family. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that sounds sounds like fun. Could be a little bit challenging from time to time, but as long as you keep the wife happy, I'm, th- I'm sure it'll all, it'll all be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She actually used to work in our business as well, but now she's at home with the kids as that was a goal of ours. So yeah, we, we I was fully in it with the entire family at one point in time. So uh, it has certainly been an adventure, but a successful one at that. All right. Well, Zach, let's dive into buying and selling properties, buying and selling real estate on terms, especially now that we're in this whole COVID situation. So first of all, for folks that are kind of new to real estate investing, they aren't quite sure what, what that even means. What, what's your definition of buying and selling property on terms? Yeah, buying and selling on terms to us means that we're not using our own cash, credit, or investors' money. We're primarily buying properties via contract. Most of our deals are done with three different techniques, one being a lease option or a lease purchase. One being a subject to deal, meaning you're going to close on the property and acknowledging that there's an existing loan on it. So you're buying the property subject to the existing loan. And then the third would be owner financing. And if you even wanted to niche further down owner financing, we primarily work with properties that are free and clear. That way we can create really good terms with the seller. I'd have the seller finance the property for us. And primarily we focus on principal only payments when we do those types of deals. So obviously major leverage there. Awesome. All right. So we've got the three main categories, rent to own being one of them. So rent to own, there's a variety of different strategies there. I imagine you guys are doing basically a, a sandwich lease kind of a deal. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, so yep, absolutely. Yeah. So basically you find a, a property owner who wants to sell the property, you lease it off of that owner with the, the right to purchase it within a specific time frame for a specific price. So you've got those terms all laid out. And then you also have the right to sublet that property to a tenant buyer, different terms, different price. That's where you make your profit at the end of the day. Is that correct? Pretty much? Yeah. Yep. Accurate. Yep. All right. Tracking. The second, the second one is you're focusing on buying properties subject to the underlying financing. Again, these are all kind of creative strategies, you guys. So it's, <laughs> And I've done these and and a lot of our our listeners are Canadians. So it does work in Canada land too, you guys. 
So this is <laughs> you, you buy the you, you're buying the property from the seller, but it's got the seller's mortgage on the property, and you're buying it subject to that mortgage. Now everybody in Canada says, well, you can't do that because the bank says you can't do that. You have to assume it. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. They they prefer for you to do that, but yes, you can do that, especially if you buy find a a motivated seller. And then the third way is when you find somebody who's got a property that's free and clear. And I don't know about the stats in Canada, but I've heard the stats in the States or something, somewhere around like almost a third of all properties are free and clear in the States. Is that correct, Zach? Yeah, that's accurate. Yeah. So there, there you're finding somebody who doesn't have a mortgage and you're able to get them to be the bank for you. And the smart thing you guys are doing is you're making payments to these guys, but there's no interest. It's principal only. And, and people are probably going, why the hell would anybody do that? So so maybe let's take a look, if, you, if you're okay with that, Zach, let's take a look at yeah. each one of these and under what circumstances does it make the most sense to do each one of these strategies. So let's start with your, your lease options, your rent-to-own deals. Where, where does that offer make the most sense? So the nice thing is when you're, when you're going in to make an offer on a property, it's not take it or leave it. This is this or that. It could be this or this or this, right? So you've got multiple different offer strategies. Yeah. Where does this one make the most sense? Yeah, not only can it be this, this, or this, but then also within that, we can mess with different terms, such as length of time, monthly payment, deposit, no deposit. I mean, most of our deals, there's little to no money down in them on top of it, which I'm sure people, again, think that people wouldn't do that. But I tell you, we've done hundreds of deals throughout North America, and people do it. Our mindset, as always, is we're looking to solve people's problems. And most of the time, we're able to solve people's problems that the traditional market cannot. That's why we end up working with a lot of people that expire off a traditional listing or somebody that's trying to sell the property to a for sale by owner and they want to go around a realtor, right? So they don't have to pay commissions. So let's look at, you know, lease option or rent to own is is exactly how we sell it. We sell through our rent to own program and we would typically make that offer to a seller if there's a mortgage on the property and if the seller is not willing to give up title. And typically when we're, we're doing, um, a lease option, there tends to be more equity than a lot more equity than if you would do a subject to deal, meaning like the seller has a heck of a lot more. So they're not just, it's not just going to be a quick installment sale of like say 10, $20,000 there, which we would do more in sub two. So the lease option, typical friends of mine has a mortgage, not willing to give up title. And that's where I would look at from there because it's always my backup plan in all honesty. It's the easiest one to get done meaning because the seller is more likely to continue to hold title or would rather do that. So that way they get tax benefits and all that associated with it. And some people feel as though it's more of a secure position. And then moving to the next, I mean, uh, if you're buying the property subject to the existing loan, I would say we typically would be buying a property at that if there was little to no equity in the house. Well, hey there, it's Dave Dubois. I just want to give you a quick little heads up that starting in January of 2021, we're going to be doing something a little bit different with the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. And that is on Fridays, I'm going to be doing something I'm going to call Free Flow Fridays. What does that mean? That means that it's not going to be the typical interview that I do with a leading real estate expert. It's going to be either some hands-on in-depth training around raising capital, attracting investors and raising capital, which is my specialty, or it's going to be a 
short but sweet little video log with some sort of a uh, mindset or a raising capital tidbit, or it's going to be a short one-on-one conversation interview style with somebody who is actively raising capital. So the, the free flow Fridays are going to be a lot more all around attracting investors and raising capital. So we'll get that started in January. In the meantime, have a very, very happy holiday and all the best to you and your family. Take care. Um, yeah, so somebody bought a house a year or two ago, let's say, what, what's the typical price point in your neck of the woods of, of the kind of houses? You yeah, if we're talking just in New England, because we buy properties nationally, just in New England, our median price range is probably between, say, three ninety nine to six ninety nine. That's oh, a that's a good price range to be working. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're in New England, so I mean, you get you get get what you pay for, I guess. Yeah. So our sub two deals tend to be, yeah, somebody that's maybe just bought the house a year ago and they bought it with an FHA loan. They only put five percent down or three percent down, and now they have to move or relocate. Or you've had somebody that's been there a while, has owned a house for a while, but has been in a flat market. So there's little principal pay down and not much appreciation. So yeah, if they, they were to finance it and they still have no equity in the whole thing, right? So lots Yeah, of and if they go sell with a realtor, they're coming out of pocket. Yeah, they're so, yeah, exactly. So that tends to be, I'll tell you, before we dive into the owner financing, owner financing and sandwiches and sandwich leases tend to be more of a real estate problem. Like somebody has a second home or they're they're moving, they're not like under financial distress. A subject to deal tends to be more of somebody who's under financial distress. That tends to be more of a money problem because yeah. they don't want to pay out of pocket. They don't, maybe they are in arrears on their house and they need to make additional payments, something along those lines. That tends to be more of a financial strain because not many people are open to handing over title without the mortgage being off of their name because that's still attached to their credit. Now we have we have a large amount of credibility. We've been doing this a long time. We could probably get more people to do it than most, but you'll tend to see those are in a more of a financial financial they're, strain. They're desperate. They're they're pretty desperate to to move on. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So quick quick question for you, Zach, because people are probably wondering this. I mean, we understand with the lease option, there's some equity in the property, so you're able to get it at today's price. You're going to sell it to your tenant buyer at tomorrow's price, two or three years down the road, whatever that is. So there's there's some margin there. But with a subject to deal, there's no equity in that property. How do you guys make money? Yeah, those are definitely going to be long-term deals for obvious reasons, right? We got to let the appreciation come up and we got to pay down the principal in order to create that margin. Those tend to be, and we tend to not have end dates like on any of these sub two deals. So we can hold on to this property for as long as we so choose and until it gets to a point in which either one of our tenant buyers, which we can cover on the back end on how we get paid, one of our tenant buyers casts us out, or we get to a point where there's enough profit to sell the property traditionally at that time. Of course, it'll, it'll come down to financial numbers if that's an asset we want to hold on to. But none of those deals have end dates. Okay, so basically, typically, forever. are you getting a, a rent-owned tenant buyer in these subject to properties? Is that your exit plan usually? Yes, all of our all of our exits tend to be let's say ninety percent rent to own, ten percent owner financing. Uh, without getting too in the weeds, I mean, obviously, with the sub two and the owner financing deals, if you get long enough deals, we could sell them on a wrap mortgage. We could do owner financing to the end buyer, but typically 
we'll do a rent to own on them. That way we continue to maintain full control of the property. But obviously, if you're sitting there and you're trying to decide which way you would go, I would say know your foreclosure laws versus your eviction laws because that's going to really make the difference. We buy property in Texas, and honestly, you're better off seller financing because the uh, the foreclosure laws are like you can get people out in 60 days. Compared to even here, I mean, in Rhode Island, our eviction laws are are longer than that. So just know your laws there, and that'll tell you the best way to control these properties. Makes sense. All right. So we've taken a look at at sandwich lease options. We've taken a look at subject to deals. Now let's take a look at owner financing. Again, quick reminder, that's where you find somebody who owns the property free and clear, and you get them basically to finance you for that. So somebody's probably thinking, okay, and you also said your favorite way is to get them to do that with principal only payments. So you're not making any interest payments. And somebody's going to sit back and say, okay, well, if this person is not in financial dire straits, if this is more of a real estate problem, why on earth would anybody who owns a property free and clear sell it to you without you having to pay any interest on it? Yeah, good questions. So a typical seller that we would craft up principal only payments are somebody that is looking to net the most net profit on the house and doesn't really want to deal with any type of like tax burden. Because if we were to sell the property, or I'm sorry, if they were to sell the property to us with interest, now they have to claim that interest as income. So a lot of sellers actually like the fact that we say, all right, well, what we'll do is we're going to pay you today's value and even sometimes a premium, because obviously when we make those principal pay down, we're going to be able to catch up on that premium rather quickly. So we'll pay at a premium and we'll give you, let's say $1,000 principal only payment every single month. Well, that $1,000 to them is, is directly coming off the purchase price, but it's also going directly in their pocket compared to the $1,000 that's you know 4% interest on it. Now they have to pay the income tax on that as well. So from a financial or there's some major tax benefits for a seller when, when we do it just with principal only payments. Also, most of these deals don't tend to be like a 30-year mortgage. We're talking like five, you know, somewhere between say like five and seven years. So it's not like they're going to finance the property forever. If, if we were doing more of like 10, 20, 30-year mortgages, we'd be expecting to pay interest. These tend to be shorter term owner financing deals because we're able to make significant headway and get a lot of wealth in a short period of time. And we're still selling our property through our rent to own program, which our sellers, I mean, our buyers only need roughly 24 to 48 months to qualify for a loan. So it's not like we're, we're doing some significant long-term deal on these. Very, very cool. All right. So backing up just a second here, what's in it for the seller is potential well, tax savings because it's principal only. They don't have to figure out the whole interest thing and principal and interest and all that kind of stuff. Plus, in some cases, you're actually paying them more than what fair market value is for the property because they're financing you. So when you crunch the numbers, you take into account, you know, principal pay down over that time. doesn't take you very long to catch up on that. Is that correct? Yeah. Most sellers are just stuck on a number. Like it's like they believe this value or their house is worth X value. Well, by buying and selling on terms or buying the property on terms, you're actually, you're able to get them to their number, but you're using additional terms in order to make it beneficial for you. So by having the principal only payments, if you're buying a house that's worth 500,000 and you give them say 512 and you have five years, well, you make up for that premium in the first year. Yeah. So now you're back to the basics and you've already been cash flowing the house, you've been building an equity and you've already sold it because you've got a non-refundable deposit. 
from a tenant buyer already. So you're cash flow and making that profit, that property profitable. But in their mind, hey, they're able to go brag to their their brother-in-law and say, look, I got my number. I actually sold it for more, but little do they know it's going to take them, you know, five years to get it paid off. But that's how we can craft these things up that make us different because we fish in the same ponds as other people. Like we're calling on for sale by owners where we're working with people that maybe expire off the, off the market or are getting these mail, these niche mailings just like everybody else. But we're able to present totally different options and, and get them closer to what they're looking for and not lowball them. So that's how we pull off some of these deals. Love it. Love it. Love it. Zach, time flies when we're having fun. I know you got a book. You got an Amazon bestselling book, New Rules of Real Estate Investing. If people want to get a hold of that, what's the best way for them to do that? Say I'm an Amazon bestseller, so I'm guessing. I'm just pitballing here. Maybe (laughs) Amazon might be a good place to get it. Yeah, you can get that book on Amazon, of course, and our other Amazon bestselling book, New Rules. I'm sorry, New Rules, but also Real Estate on Your Terms which is actually coming out. We're doing a re-release where we add some additional chapters there as well. Get those both on Amazon. But if you want specifically new rules, go to newrulesforfree.com. We're not shipping right now due to COVID. We don't have many people in our offices anymore, but you can go ahead and grab the PDF there. And also, if you want to chat further about what you've heard here, me and Chris are always doing free strategy calls. You can just go to smartrealestatecoach.com slash action. And it's just six steps and we'll hop on the phone and see how you can best implement this either as a new business or with your existing real estate business. Awesome stuff, Zach. Thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun. I really appreciate you diving deep into those three creative strategies. Thanks, Dave. All right, everybody take care and we'll talk to you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Well, hey there. Thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes, give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, InvestorAttractionBook.com. Take care.